Welcome back all to episode 32 of the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast coming to you on the 20th of September 2016. Now, has your early season form left you wounded and struggling to repair the damage? Well, let the surgeons heal your fantasy football blues. Welcoming back the king of the stats, it's the Iceman. Hello. Welcome back, sir. And Potty Mouth Woodsy, a return Hey-o. to the podcast for you. Welcome back. Hello, it's really great to be here. Not. <laughs> Lovely to have you back. And uh, unfortunately, we've got a couple of absentees this week. So Senor Parker, Senor Lemons, uh, isn't going to be joining us for various reasons. And also the beard remains absent without leave. If any of you see the beard out and about, let him know that we're waiting for him to turn up to record because he's been late by about two months now. I'm sure I've seen Um, him on the streets of Liverpool just wandering. Just sort of hung over and lost, a little (laughs) bit stray. He might have a bit of a shabby beard at this point, we're not sure. But uh, if anybody sees him, do do tweet us. Hashtag find the beard. And uh, last season, we had a guest speaker who more than ably stepped in for some of our absent surgeons at the time. He's very kindly joined us again today. Again, rivals the uh, the Iceman in terms of statistical knowledge. It is Mr. Tom Gamble. Welcome back, sir. Hi, uh, nice to be here. Thanks, guys. Great to have you back again. So, Hello, Tom. chaps, we've uh, we've seen some very interesting results this week. The headlines mainly being Everton have found their way into second. The the Cumin effect seems to be working there. Arsenal are gently creeping up into third after being written off early season. Mourinho seems to be morphing into LVG for those of you that have seen that online. And uh, and mainly though the the uh, Manchester City bandwagon rolls on. Um, let's have a look at how this has affected our surgeons. First of all, Iceman, how did you do this week? I fared well this week. Hit sixty two points. I had um, Walcott actually scoring thirteen, so he came through for me. He's like my differential because I don't think anyone else in our little mini league has him. I uh, had Sanchez, missed penalty, scored two. Actually got no bonus points this week, Sanchez. And I had that lucky Ibrahimovic assist, which is very controversial. Um, Lukaku and Antonio scoring well. All the rest are just ones and twos. Had Hazard, yeah. Benteke, Baines, Vakali and Foster. So, yeah, not too bad. I've gone up to 95,000 overall. So, yeah, pretty good week. Very good performance from you, sir. What about you, Woodsy? How would you get on? Well, I actually only had three players in my entire squad of 15 that scored over two points this week, (laughs) which I've just realised. So (laughs) Sterling picked me up some points. Balassi was cheated out of a goal by Romelu, but still got me the assist. And an Ibra captain brought me home 10 points. But the other 12 players in my squad got ones and twos, which was lovely. There is nothing more frustrating than seeing the spread of just nothingness across your team and thinking, why? Yeah, it was very disappointing. I mean, Stones, should he have had a clean sheet or did they concede in the end? No, no, Uh, he he came on at 52 minutes, yeah. I know, why did he not start? Hmm. Uh, I was going to say, if you watch Alexander Kolarov, then um, you'll see him absolutely spraying the passes all over the pitch like Beckham battle. Very impressive. He did do very well, but now Stones is a concern for me. Hmm. It's very annoying. But yeah, a distinctly average week of 42 points, mate. Okay, and uh, I'm going to chime in with mine now. So I actually had a a much better week. I got 64 points, the the highest rating uh, being 120. So I was just over halfway on that, above the average. Top performer. I backed my Kevin De Bruyne captaincy last week on this pod. Um, I had a number of you saying that it was a bad idea, but he came up with a fine 28 points. Very, very happy with that. I got 10 off Sanchez, and I, again, backed Capu last week. We discussed whether he was going to be the next Mares or the next flop, and he went and came up with a goal and assist against United. So very, oh no, it was just a goal against United, wasn't it? So very happy with that. Plus a Sanchez 10 as well. Biggest flop of the week, I would have to say, probably my back four like you would, Z. They all got one. <laughs> so there we go. What I can report this week is, is there is nothing on my bench, which is wonderful to hear. Iceman, I believe you had a stat about my bench for the season. Can you share that? Yeah, looking at website fpl.guru, which I, I just sprung on, on Twitter, uh, you've actually got 76 points you, you've benched so far this season. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little website to really get you depressed at your team because it shows you your maximum value, which you could have had, and your actual value, and then how much points you've benched and your possible captain options and yeah it's just a really depressing site but yeah have a have a look it's quite interesting 
Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, that's really hit the spot for me. Definitely uh, feeling fairly miserable after that. So, yeah, a better week, but um, good to know that I'd be even higher if my bench had come in. And uh, moving on from the bad news, on to Mr. TC Tom Campbell. How'd you get on, mate? Um, well, probably worth pointing out before I talk about this week, I should reflect on the week that preceded that, which was the worst week I've had in all the years I've been playing fantasy football. So I actually managed to get 19 points total, which actually takes some serious doing to find 11 playing players, including your captain, yeah, well done. and score and score under 24 when you're actually trying to do the opposite of that is is is, <laughs> is really quite sort of perversely impressive. That, so that, that warranted a a wild card for me so i played my wild card in readiness for this week and that's resulted in a total of 63 for this game week um that was off the back of a fall of 1.1 million places the week before which again was my my biggest ever drop as far as i could tell so um yeah i just need to sort of take drastic action i was actually quite fortunate (laughs) i had Firmino as part of my midfield who picked up a knock and, and didn't feature Kapu was my substitute so he came in with with his 10 point haul there which is good had Captain Kane 18 point total I benefited from the Lukaku sort of dubious goal also had Balassi as well um, so there were sort of good offensive returns my differential of Ali netted an assist as well but other than that the defence was was all fails other than the sort of unfortunate Mandanda, who was literally just a few seconds from keeping a clean sheet. But I can't feel too bad with 63 and big, big game back on the league, but I'm, st- I'm still residing right around the 1 million mark. So uh, a, a long old way to go. A long way to go. I mean, 63 is a decent score. I just want to pick up on your point there around defenders. It seems to be that it can be quite difficult to profit off defenders this season in terms of points. Kind of open mm. question to all of you around that. What, what do you think the issue is for defenders this season? Well, it's clean sheets. Everyone's strengthened all their teams in attack and they haven't strengthened too much in defence other than Everton. So, yeah, you're not looking at improved defence. You're just looking at improved attacks all round. So, yeah, the clean sheets have lessened by, I think this is like about 21% compared with last year where it was like 38. I, I don't yeah. know the exact stats on it it's uh yeah it's pretty frightening how little clean sheets there are this season i think what it means for fpl as well in in my opinion is that that with there are so many viable offensive picks right across the game and they're sort of players that were historically used to performing well the, the big hitters yeah that you need to accept that the defense is going to have to be sort of more cheaply formed than, than yeah. in years gone by which i'm personally fine with i don't like tying up a whole load of money back there anyway because their point ceiling just tends to be so much lower yeah, yeah. um but i totally agree with james the clean sheet seems to have, have dried up i don't think there's there's much to be said for spending more than sort of five or 5.5 per player if you absolutely have to and if you can find a, a viable, cheap alternative, then and go for it. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, we've seen McCauley fairly consistent with points this season. But, I mean, do, do either of you, Iceman or Woodsy, have you noticed any other defenders that have picked up points we may be overlooking? Well, you look at Walker. He's hit bonus points every game so far. Uh, yeah. I think he's injured now, though. There's, yeah, there is potential in him. But other than that, there's not that many consistent defenders, is there? No. McCauley's up there, isn't he? Just behind Walker. But now they look... West Brom don't look as solid as they did at the beginning of the season. I, I think I'm viewing defenders in goal threat potential rather than clean sheet potential. So going, looking at the ones that are pushing forward and perhaps the fullbacks that are putting balls into the box, etc. So the likes of Kolarov might be an option now after his performance against Bournemouth, maybe. Yeah. I think um, just on that, when we come to differentials, I'll talk about one of those players as well because that's the sort of thing I think it's a kind of an enabler to the, to try and pick up the the guys who are priced so much higher than everyone else quite rightly so but yeah. you just need to find those playing fullbacks that's the factor number one in FPL your players have to yeah. be have to be starting uh, but if you can find that that goal threat then all the better um, I think also Williams I mean he's on the five million but um, Everton as as was pointed out have shored up under Kuman a bit he's got two clean sheets in his last three Premier League games and he's played 90 minutes in each of them So, and they've got a pretty favourable run so he's he's kind of an acceptable Should have um, had a clean sheet at the weekend as well they were cheated from that clean sheet points because yeah, that was a, a harsh, foul wasn't it? it? 
yeah. the greatest it, it was harsh, yeah. foul. And if you look back to his, his Swansea days as well, he is actually a sort of bonus point magnet. Yeah, so he is, yeah. He, I think at five mil, he's still acceptable to spend that sort of money on a defender, in my view, especially when you've got you know all the facts we just talked about, the good run, the improved defensive potential of Everton following the sort of shambles under Martinez. Yeah, he's definitely viable, I would say. God, I wish I had my wild card still. Yeah, <laughs> this conversation's depressing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna want to throw in um, next to your point there, Tom, about Parker raised a good one last week in Seamus Coleman, mm, who actually yeah. went on to score points for him, which we'll, we'll talk a bit more about later. But again, on the subject of Everton, we could be seeing the return of the Everton fullback uh, gravy train when it comes to points there. But time yeah. will tell. Uh, fab player and especially with them having uh, three at the back occasionally as well there's three centre halves then Baines who sort of FPL pedigree is unrivaled really him and and Coleman are are both absolutely always viable you kind of almost don't even see them as defenders really with their attacking threat but um, yeah I think another great shout there yeah definitely so let's um, let's look at how that sees our surgery podcast mini league shaping up i'm going to go through the top 10 in the absence of parker this week hope to do him justice so in 10th place we have the team uh, just named gunas i presume we have an arsenal fan here this is isan abrahams uh, on 306 points we've then got you know nothing john stones with tom reed oh lovely uh, with, love that name we've then got dream team united daniel uh, i'm gonna try and pronounce this salapaski We've then got De Bruyne Carey by Brian Carey. Queen's Park Strangers by Edward Pickford. Maxim, let's have a look, Maxim <laughs> Zionion. Oh, Maxim, no, I'm not going to bother with that. Maxi Martin Lissal in fifth place. Maxi Differential Pads in 11 fifth. in fourth. Maxi Pads in fifth. That's FPL Podcast in fourth. Cosmala 11, uh, Richard Cosmala, a regular and actually a regular in the top three as well in our mini leagues. Such a spicy. FC FC Holmgren is Martin Martin Holmgren in second. And top of the league still, Espen Anderson uh, on 347 points. Uh, the big score there is 10th place, Isan Abrahams this week with Gunas. Just to give you a quick overview of his team. Big performance for him. He had Inacho up front. He had Capu and Sanchez in midfield. Dan at the back, great shout there. Morgan at the back. And he had captained Lukaku for 24 points as well. He's also got Jakupovic on the bench with seven. So a very strong squad that he's put out there. Nice work there. Well, just a quick mention, we do have 921 in the league now now so if you do still want to join please do there is a nice t-shirt up for grabs the code is 176036718 so yeah get involved absolutely and like we've said a very creative t-shirt amongst other goodies this season so we've been dwelling on the past let's move on to the future Iceman can you give us your panels pick yeah, my panel's pick. I was looking at an obvious one in Aguero, but I thought, well, not really any point in listing him because everyone's going to know about him, know that how good he is, know how good City is, and then get him in. Obviously, you can choose not to, but if you do, then I think it's your worst FPL decision. You need Aguero in your team. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I was looking at next in Lime City. He seems to only play when Aguero's not there, but Kevin De Bruyne has scored a lot of points in the last two games. It's been 13 and 14 in his last two, and the amount of shots he gets on goal, he just dictates the play at the moment. I know it's without Aguero, but he does look like the main threat going forward from the midfield. I know you've got Sterling as well, who does get a fair amount of shots in. But I can't see past Kevin De Bruyne, but he's just pretty pricey. If you're going to get him in, you're going to have to make sacrifices somewhere. I know that some people are debating having Aguero and KDB. It could be a good shout going forward because you look at how Pep have set them up. He's got them playing amazing football. They're playing the best in the Premiership at the moment. And they still do have pretty good fixtures in Swansea coming up next. They've got them away. I know they've got Spurs after that. They've got Everton and Southampton. But you can see both of them. They're both top world-class players. I still don't think we've got that many top world-class players in the Premiership. And Kevin De Bruyne is definitely one of them. He will always score points no matter what if City are going to be playing like they are. So yeah, Kevin De Bruyne is my uh, panel's pick for this week. I would support you 100% with that. Um, having benefited from those points in the last few weeks, he was sort of my uh, my other option when Aguero was taken out. Unfortunately, he's continued to sort of return points as Aguero was. I'm actually going to be one of the managers to be bold and put them both in. 
Oh, so you, I made a oh, few I adjustments thought, this week. Yeah, I thought you were going to get rid of him to make room for no, Aguero. I'm, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go for KDB and Aguero in my starting lineup for this week. Could yeah. backfire Ooh. horribly if City blank, but it also could be very profitable. Oh, well, you d- devil! D- I don't blame. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't blame you. I do. I, I blame you for everything. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> what do you think then, Woodsy? Thoughts? <laughs> thoughts on a KDB Aguero double up? I think that Aguero will steal a lot of KDB's points when he's back. To be fair. So I'm I just going like to throw it. a little I quote at you from too too expensive. I I personally would. I've got Sterling and I'm bringing in Aguero, so a Sterling Aguero for me, just to balance out the. Um... Can I just throw a quote at you from Pep Guardiola at the weekend? Oh, go on then. At the moment, KDB is the best player in the Premier League, and he makes the right decision about the last final pass every single time. Not my words, Woodsy. The words of Pep Guardiola. Right, whilst Woodsy's looking for a response to my uh, my posed question, Tom, what are your thoughts on the KDB Aguero debate? I, I I couldn't be a bigger fan of De Bruyne. I just think he's absolute Rolls Royce of a of a player. Um, I'm sort of sick with myself for not bringing him in when I wildcard has sort of agonised over whether or not I could find room for him over Eden Hazard, and eventually decided to stick with with Hazard. And sort of hindsight. 2020 would would say that was the poor, that was a poor call. Just think, he's 39 points already in five games, two goals, four assists. Could have been more. He was kind of unlucky against Man United in the derbies. He's just running the show. I, I just think he's, he's terrific, and I'm really struggling to find a way to get him into my side now with with his value now being 10.7 million. I think a double up with him and Conaguero is absolutely viable. I'm envious of people who who have it personally and I'd be anything but surprised if he and Aguero didn't absolutely take Swansea apart this weekend to be honest. I think that's what everyone's... Sorry, Karen. Can we get a comment from Woodsy here? Okay, so I think we've lost Woodsy there for a minute, so we're going to try and get him back. In the meantime, I'm going to come to Tom. Who, who have you got in mind for your panel's pick this week? Um, it's a difficult one, actually, because I mean, like the Iceman sort of said about Aguero sort of picks himself, really. KDB, as I just sort of mentioned, huge fan of him as well. I'm actually going to focus on the Liverpool midfield. So I sort of looked at the midfield and... Broadly, it breaks down into a choice of one from four players, really, and they're kind of yeah. separated separated across different price points. So you've got Lallana as the cheapest of those. You've then got Coutinho, whose price seems pretty volatile as people jump on, jump off. You've got Firmino, who's occasionally playing number nine. But for me, it's uh, Sadio Mane, who I'm going to pick. He's around nine million at the moment. Nine, nine million exactly on the recording. He's owned by less than fifteen percent, so there's, there's still good good value in that respect. Twenty two points so far. Two goals from his his four games. He, he missed one of the games so far in the Premier League. Also an assist, and he just looks looks on it. I mean, we actually talked about Mane the last time I was on the podcast, and he does have that hat trick potential as well that we talked about. So his yeah, point ceiling is, is 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 really high exactly. And Liverpool have a great run. Um, they've got. Hull uh, home this weekend, Hull off the back of shipping four on their own patch um, in the last game week. They then travelled to Swansea, who are kind of struggling themselves. They've got Man United at home, but personally I think that's a game they can they can certainly threaten in that as well. And then a home game against West Brom. So in the next four fixtures, you'd, you'd really fancy them. Um, so each of the four met players I mentioned have value in my opinion, but I'm going to opt for the most expensive of those, Sadio Mane, as my choice. Dini came close, but I'm going to talk about Watford in my differential. But um, yeah, Sadio Mane is my, my su- suggestion for this week. Yeah, I think with Liverpool's fixtures, you need Liverpool cover somewhere. And the choice is going to be between Firmino, Mane, probably Coutinho. I think it's more or less, I wouldn't say a coin toss because there's three of them. But for me, I couldn't stretch to Mane. So I've actually gone for Firmino. I've actually put him in my Likewise, team yeah. this week. But I probably would have if I had the money. I can just see more potential from him. Whereas Firmino just seems to probably more skilled for the money but he just I don't see him scoring as many goals and actually getting as many FPL points hence hence him being just a a touch less expensive I guess I mean I'm a huge fan of Coutinho as well he's very selfish no disrespect to him and actually selfishness is sort of an attribute in FPL that we all like Um, he scored a great goal today in the the League Cup uh, via Firmino assist actually Um, so I think they've all got their merits it just kind of depends on the makeup of your own side and how much funds you have available for that kind of second mid within your squad and 
yeah, they're all viable. I'd say even Lalana's viable, depending on how you're, you're set up. But um, each of them have merit, and you'll probably be frustrated because each of them can score at any given moment. Yeah. Um, but it, I just I agree that with um, the, the points already made that he's just explosive and has a, a great chance to return big over the next few game weeks. Yeah, I mean with Coutinho as well, he's he's like a law of averages type scorer. He will shoot like at least about eight times a game or something, and then one of them's got to go on target, and there's a probability of it going in because he's had I think he's had 19 shots so far this season. He's missed he's even missed the game hasn't he so he's only he's only played I think far four times did he miss the game am I correct in saying that um, yeah I think he did he did he, miss um, yeah so I didn't, mean, didn't play the full the full 90 minutes in one of the games oh, right, so. in actual fact Coutinho I did look at that He's actually not played 90 minutes in any of the game weeks thus oh, he's far. Been subbed off. Yeah. Um, so that does detract a bit from his sort of attractiveness in, in my view. Yeah. But like you say, he's he's more than happy to sort of shoot from all angles. So whilst yeah. he's on there, he's a constant threat. Yeah. Um, you do have to sort of manage it a bit with his international commitments and what have you. But right now, that's not a problem for the next few weeks, um, or certainly until the next international break in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, for, for the next game week, any of them are gr- a great shout in my view. I just went with Manny because I, I think he's, he's kind of due to explode and I think against that whole defence he, he could have a good day well you're, I think you're well and truly getting into the podcast spirit there Tom by saying <laughs> that he's a Jew that's uh, that's always a fallback <laughs> quote for the most of the surgeons but I agree I think like you say in terms of I like that you're termed the point ceiling I agree if he has a big day then then you can expect all sorts of returns mm. um, uh, certainly when we when we started the pod this season he was pretty much the name that we kept coming back to I'm still personally a bigger fan of Firmino just because I think he has more potential to play up front and when fit and on a run of form, I think he can score highly as he showed last season. But I think you could toss a coin over those two if you've got the money and do pretty well. Um, in terms of my panel's pick, I'm going to throw in someone slightly controversial, an obvious go-to last season, and I don't own him. So actually, I'm not really putting my money where my mouth is. But I'm going to shout Riyad Mahrez um, this week. I've seen him a couple of times recently. I like the form he's in. They've got United away, which sounds like a strange fixture to pick him in. But he does like a big game, does Mahrez. Looked very, very good over the weekend, linking up with his Algerian international teammate, Slimani. And at 9.3 million, I still like that price in midfield. He is actually quite highly owned by a lot of you. 18.7% of FPL managers still backing Riyad Mahrez. But I just fancy with Leicester finding their feet, Ranieri's got a bit more consistent with them of late in terms of you're seeing that similar lineup last season with the exception of Kante being exchanged for, I think Amati is getting a bit of game time in midfield, trying to find someone to really fill that that role left by Kante. So at the moment, I'm I'm liking the look of, of Riyad Mahrez. Any thoughts from, from the two of you on him currently? I think his fixtures for the next three are pretty solid. They're, they're not easy fixtures, but yeah, like you say, he's a skillful player. He could score at any point. But after that, he's pretty strong fixtures in Crystal Palace. He's got West Brom, Watford, Middlesbrough and Sunderland. So could be one going forward. Well, I just, I mean, I talked, just to, to comment on that, I mean, I, com- I mentioned this last week in terms of on paper, the fixtures look difficult. But if you look at the, I suppose, the into the minutiae of the side, I guess United away could be a questionable fixture, but I do fancy that he'll, he can do well in a big game. And United are letting in goals for fun at the moment. Southampton at home is a nice fixture for them. And then Chelsea away, where again last season he showed he can score. And again, Chelsea, I'm not convinced of at the back at the moment. So on paper, tough fixtures, but I think definitely potential for returns. Yeah. Leaky back end. <laughs> Welcome back, Woodsy. Something I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back, sir. Hello. Your thoughts on Mares? Mares? Um, don't know, but I do like their new striker, Slimani. Is that how you yeah. pronounce his name? Slimani, yeah. Yeah, Islam Slimani, yeah. Yeah, so his uh, Algerian counterpart. I do like the look of him. I was actually considering bringing him in because I made the regrettable error of bringing in Wilfred Bonney for the last two fixtures, thinking oh. that he might be interested in salvaging his career and his name in the world of football, but clearly he's not bothered. So, yeah, 
Why is Mares looking good then? Is he? My comment before you uh, joined us was just that he's he's been fairly decent. I think in the last few games, and I was particularly impressed with his link play with Vardy and Slimani over the weekend. So I think there's potential. Yeah, it does look like the Leicester of old is back, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean he was left just out left counter. out this evening, which I don't think is any bad thing for FPL. And again, his form speaks for itself. Last season, 19 points already. It's just that price point, isn't it? Around the nine point three mark years at the time we're recording. Yeah. So I mean, if if your team fits that sort of person in that price bracket coming in then he's a, uh, a good shout going sort of looking into the next few weeks and I think Leicester are beginning to find their form a little bit I know they lost today in the League Cup ultimately but you know the signs that they're finding some form so I think it's a it's a good shout I think I'd go with Vardy or Slomani though I think there's too many standout midfielders to squeeze him into a two midfield whereas strikers there's a, a bit more leeway isn't there in terms of uh less attractive options mm. so that nine plus million yeah, I think, price I think tag it's on Mares, you know it'd be I think it'd be tough to squeeze him in and, and potentially get rid of the likes of I don't know Hazard, Mane, Sanchez, Sterling, KDB. Yeah there are heaps aren't there it, it, it's a good point actually that the sort of breadth of a viable midfielder picks is greater than the strikers right now yeah it's, it's, well we've it's, successfully it's... poo-pooed that between us haven't we Tom? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and I'm going to give you the chance to uh, offer one yourself then, Woodsy. So who have you got in mind for panel's pick? Um, if he hasn't already been mentioned during my lack of reception, uh, Nasser Hiatus. Chadley. <laughs> Indeed. M- Monsieur Chadley of, uh, of West Brom. Do tell. Well, I think everyone's fully aware. He's the highest scorer in FBL so far this season with 21 points this last game week. Scoring two and assisting two, racking up 21 points. So I do like the look of him. And I was quite excited, actually. I can't remember whether I mentioned it on the previous pod or whether I just had the thought to myself um, that whenever he played for Spurs, I think it was last season, wasn't he? He was scoring consistently a good sort of month in a row, perhaps, whenever he was given the opportunity. And he slotted in nicely into that centre-attacking midfield role for West Brom and been put on penalties. So I think... He is a must, especially where they're going to the Potters in the next game week, who look absolutely disgusting at the back. They've conceded four goals uh, three times this season already. And then they've got Sunderland after that as well, which they don't look any better either, potentially. So I think Chadley is a decent option right now. I love that shout, to be honest. On Chadley? Yeah, I, I, I love that shout because, I mean, what you sort of summed up, the main things there, but he's also got that, that history as well and that sort of averaged a goal every four games give or take for for Spurs which is pretty damn good going for a midfielder penalties is probably more of a big deal this season with the rule change as well yeah and you can't under underestimate or undersell how poor Stoke have been they're playing Shea Given in goal he's I love Shea Given in terms of what he's given Premier League football over the years but he's 40 years old he shouldn't be playing Premier League football he can't be blamed for being picked but he's definitely been found wanting for some of the goals Ryan Shawcross, I'm not convinced, is fully fit. I think Stoke are struggling with the new rule changes um, from corners to defenders effectively, as they have done in years gone by. Uh, They're missing kind of key personnel uh, ongoing. They've shipped bucket loads in the last few games. Confidence has got to be drained. I think it all adds up to Chadley being a a great pick and just 6.4 million. I think he does have a knock officially, but I do wonder whether or not that's a a kind of what, what, yeah, one of those, one of those knocks that rules him out of a cup competition that presumably Pulis will have no interest in whatsoever, just to make sure that he can, he can play in the Premier League because you, you look outside of Nasir Chadley and West Brom really don't look that threatening. So his importance to that team is, is going to be sort of critical. You could Master. say, as as a bit of a negative on it, I'd love to bring a negative to it. The um, it Oh, could, you party pooper. It could just be a flash in the pan. I mean, you could jump on a bandwagon and get Nasir Chadley, but it could just be a flash in the pan. And then the next game, West Brom will go back to scoring no goals and Nasser not getting involved in anything. It's, I'd I just do. be wary of that, really. I agree with you, mate, but like Tom said, he his flash in the pan moments that he's had in the past have had duration to them. Mm. So I think he's I think he's one of these players that okay, yeah, flash of the pan, but I think it'll be over a good few game weeks. Especially and... with those especially with those fixtures. I mean, Stoke have the leakiest back end ever. And, and that's included with me and my gluten intolerance. So <laughs> I think anyone that's playing Stoke needs to go in. I think um, as, as well, I do agree there's, there's always that element of risk, but he's at 6.4 million. 
to wear as like yeah, uh, a, a, a Mane shout that I've suggested or Mares that's been suggested. You've tied up so much of your funds within those shouts. Whereas Chadley's going to be around about that fourth choice midfielder, and you kind of accept that there's a reason why they're priced between sort of five point five to seven, in that they're not going to be the premium returns all the time, or else they they would be priced higher. So I think it's a it's an acceptable risk, but I do accept that it's a it is a risk nonetheless, you know. Yeah. I'm just looking into his injury as well. It says that it was a thigh injury, supposedly cramp, and his yeah. expected return date is this next game week. Yeah, so it should be all right. Yeah, because he hadn't played a whole load of football, had he? He actually looked pretty decent against away at Bournemouth in his debut. Yeah, and Pulis kept him on longer than he probably should have done. Which just again reiterates the point he's already saying: you're, you're going to be the, the main man in this team. Um, so yeah, I, I think a really good shout. So a lot of love for uh, Mr. Chadley there. So redeeming his career potentially, having left Tottenham and getting some game time. Before you move on, uh, Lloyd did just tell me to shout out Gundogan. He he was going to be his panel's pick for this week. He did have a load of stats from his days in Germany. Unfortunately, he didn't send them to me. So, but uh, I looking at him from the last game, he looked promising. He's in the more attackive, the defensive midfielders of the two. So you know he's got the will to get forward, and he did score in the last game, first game for City this season. I do think that's probably a good shout as well and he is really cheap at 5.4 so yeah just so Lloyd was shouting that one this week did you say a load of stats from his time in Germany Lloyd said he did yeah unfortunately I don't did so. it to you no so yeah <laughs> Right, I, I can oh, tell he's you so now teasing, he has no stats it? from his time in Germany. But I, I, I have, I have, yeah, he probably hasn't. Uh, but I have, uh, we, we did research him before the start of the season, and yeah, his stats were good. He did provide a lot of assists, and I think he got a few goals as well. But uh, maybe we should find that out for the next pod, see if he plays well this week, and then we'll probably find out more. I should uh, look forward to hearing more from Mr. Parker when he returns next week. Well, let's move on to differentials then. So, Iceman, can you update us on how we're doing in the panellists at the Surgeons Differential League? Yep, Beard never actually gave a pick last week for a differential, so he didn't actually score any point. Going straight to top is uh, Woodsy, as he had Iniacho, who scored him 10 points. Uh, Lloyd gave a great shout on the pod and gave Coleman, who scored a goal and got 10 points as well. I shouted Ali and he got 6 points. Pete shouted uh, Firmino, which I wanted, uh, who never actually played in the end and scored you 0 points. Um, So, yeah, the current standings are Woodsy in first, Parker in second, I'm in third, Beards in fourth, and Pete, you're in third on 12. Oh, how are the mighty fallen? Yeah. And I think um, me and you, Iceman, both have a fairly similar idea in terms of who we're going for in terms of our panel's pick this week. We're going from the white side of North London with the Chadley theme to the red side. And uh, I believe we're both going for Theo Walcott. Um, I had him in mind, yes. I uh, Now that you say that you've got him, I actually want to switch mine. Um, well, I, I'm also willing to switch mine as I've got a backup. So I'm going to give you the opportunity now to either have Theo or not. You're, you're actually first this week. So it goes you, Stu, me, then Lloyd. So, and then My differentials pick for this week is Theo Walcott. <laughs> um, I... I'm not going so much on stats and data. I'm going more on nostalgia. Theo Walcott scored his first ever goal for Arsenal uh, as a youngster against Chelsea. He's got a record of one in three against them. Still only picked by 2.3% of you. So the FPL community do not trust Theo Walcott. I'm seeing him starting. I'm liking his link-up play, particularly in the last game with Iwobi and Sanchez. Uh, only 7.5 million so I fancy him to do some damage uh, against Chelsea this week who again I keep coming back to I don't believe they're solid at the back just yet waiting for them to prove me wrong well, I do think that's a great shout, Pete. He's obviously in my team. He's not in anyone yes. else's. And I did shout him last week. And his yeah, his stats at the moment, I'm very much a stat man. Uh, his goal attempts, he's, well, he's hit 16 this season. He's always getting forward. I can see him scoring more. And I can see him scoring against Chelsea as well. I like it. Any other comments from, from the uh, two of you about Theo Walcott? Amen, brother. <laughs> and Tom... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like Theo. I think it's a. I think it's a good shout. He's kind of proving me wrong because I keep expecting him to to fall out of favour, pick up a knock, get dropped unexpectedly, or dip out of form because of how that's how the last few seasons have gone. But 
keeps proving me wrong. So my fears and doubts about Theo are probably misplaced, actually. And based on the first uh, few game weeks of this season, then he, he represents a, a great pick. And maybe I just have to accept that he's back in FPL contention sort of longer longer term because he's he's great value as long as he's um he's in favour with Wenger, which at the moment he definitely is. He certainly seems to be, doesn't he? He's starting on that right-hand side. I think the reality is Wenger, when he got back to full fitness, was always going to make him his starting man. I, I'd, I'd probably say it was more likely that someone like Iwobi, Oxlade-Chamberlain would be dropped to accommodate Theo. We're just waiting for him to find some level of form, which we're gradually seeing. Um, what about you, Woods? Who have you got in mind for a differential? Um, Nasser Chadley. <laughs> <laughs> He's a differential, right? He is. 1.3% ownership. Nasser Chadley. Well, I won't, uh, I won't draw out the theme of Chadley because we've just spent the last 10 minutes talking about him. <laughs> um, Tom, who would, your pan- who would your differential be this week? So I'm going to uh, favour Watford for my differential pick this week. I did look at Deeney and I do think he has a great shout. He's at 4.1%. And I think depending on your uh, sort of striker format, if you need that kind of cheaper third choice around the sort of six and a half to seven and a half around the Benteke Defoe mark, then Troy Deeney represents a good shout on penalties and what have you. But mine's actually going back to right at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about the need to find sort of really cheap playing defenders. And I think yeah. Jose Holobas, I think is how his surname is pronounced, yes. for Watford represents a, represents a good shout. Because Watford, kind of surprisingly, they're right around the midpoint. They're 11th in the table in terms of shots in the box conceded. He's only at 4.5 million. He's owned by 0.7% as of tonight. Um, he's already scored. But what I like as well is he kind of reminds me of um, how Fuchs plays. He plays on that left-hand side. He takes the occasional set play. He's got a long throw that he takes into the box um, when they're uh, sort of in an offensive position. So it's just kind of ticking a lot of boxes. And when you look at Watford's fixtures, they've Burnley away, followed by a home game against Bournemouth. And then they they play Borough. So they've got a great run. They're playing well. They're off the back of beating Man United quite quite comfortably in the end. So I think he's he's a kind of out there pick and really does free up a lot of funds which I think a lot of people are going to have to do if they're looking at the sort of shouts that we've been making in terms of people like Sadio Mane Kevin De Bruyne, Sergio Aguero and, and the like. Yeah, I like that. Very That's decent. Great shout. With, in the spirit I, I just of... See Holobas, um... uh, yeah, I think Holobas is a, is a good shout. I've been looking at him recently and I know on the pod in the last or the previous episode so that we were talking about the potential for Watford defenders over the coming week so I think that's a nice shout. Just one one thing about him. I have noticed he's picked up three bookings already. Uh, I was literally not... just going to shout that. So he is ready yeah, he kind of has that. It's, it's already hanging over him. But if you can make your peace with that, which you kind of have to with defenders, it's always likely that, I guess, the nature of making challenges and whatnot that they could get booked, then it's just something to be aware of. But I still think at 4.5, and the point's already made, he's, he's a shout for that 4.5 option. I have to say, Tom, one of the themes on the pod, we get some very nervous surgeons um, <laughs> over over bookings. We had this conversation over Diego Costa last mm-hmm. week. And I think if you can sit with that, sometimes you can get some, some really decent returns. But that maybe that's one for another day. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of the... It can, it's sort of a double whammy, isn't it? Because the likelihood of any kind of bonus point haul is so diminished once they go into the book. Obviously, they lose that point as well. It's it, Yeah, it stings, so... Mm. It's, it's horrible, but it's, it is unfortunately a, a pretty big part of the game. I know you've mentioned Watford's fixtures and how they look okay at the moment. I'm just saying they haven't actually kept a clean sheet so far. I know you say the amount of shots they've had against them, which is pretty slim, but it doesn't look too hopeful at the moment for a clean sheet possibility. Only to the, the fact that you, they are playing Burnley. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. But as we said at the start, clean sheets are really hard to come across. And, you know, you've got to pick five defenders. So a 4.5 option, you know, he's, he has a chance of a clean sheet. You'd think it would come eventually. Yeah, he is due, yeah? Is that what you're it, saying? It, it's Watford, you know. It's, <laughs> they're not going to be sort of keeping teams out uh, every every week. But as a cheap differential with a potential uh, sort of offensive threat, yeah. He ticks those boxes, but you're right. You're not going to expect Watford to be getting shutouts week on week. 
Absolutely negative not. tonight, Jim. It's so negative. <laughs> hey, last last week I, I said that Kapoe, who's uh, defying the stats at the moment, I said that it wouldn't be sustainable and he was actually going to fail. <laughs> but he, he also uh, scored high as well. So, yeah, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just uh, putting my view as well. And, it's, and, it's, a, and it's, a, it's a definitely a valid point. Like, we're not expecting Watford to get, you know, many, many clean sheets. But right now it's so hard to call those clean sheets, as we said. So yeah, rather than try and spend your money trying to do that, take a slight risk on it and free up the money to go and score some goals at the other end of the pitch yeah take a chance is the message from Tom Campbell there and uh, coming to the Iceman then so I stole Theo from you who's your differential uh, yeah my, my differential is going to be the guy from Robert Snodgrass <laughs> it would be a good shout actually he Probably will start now, now that Kane's out, is Vincent Janssen. He scored a lot of goals at AZ Alkmaar. I think it was um, 27 in only 34 appearances. So I'm hoping now that he's going to be playing, he's going to get a load of chances playing for Tottenham because they're actually top on chances created at the moment. He's made an appearance in all five of their games so far, making eight attempts himself. So And he does look good when he is playing. It's just I, think, I don't think he can play with Kane. So now that he's out... He gives him his chance. I do think he's going to come strong now. So I'm putting my differential on Janssen for this week. Tottenham are playing Middlesbrough, so I can see some goals there. I um, I actually have scored many goals in the Dutch league myself, and uh, I don't think that's weight enough for me to trust him just yet to as a, as a potential scorer. Uh, guys, thoughts on Vincent Janssen? Um, I, I wouldn't put him in. I'd probably see what he's like against Middlesbrough with the absence of Kane and use that fixture as his test because he is untested. I think prob- I probably agree with that, actually. I think the point about him not working with Kane is, is a really good one. We don't know how he's going to work, but the theory is that playing as that number nine will be more effective for him, and I think he probably will be. And Spurs absolutely battered Sunderland 1-0, if you can do. Mm-hmm. The pick- Pickford was just sensational in goal. I felt really sorry for him being on the loose. Losing, uh, losing side of that game so I think he will get he will get chances and you do sort of wonder if he can just get off the mark will he then go on a, on a great run with, with players like Deli Alley and um, Ericsson Lamella Dembele, Dembele, yeah. Dembele in, in the side he will get chances and you just you just sort of think he just needs to get off the mark and it and it could happen this weekend normally I'm a bit more risk averse than I've been this season so I'd, I would probably wait but as a differential pick I think it's got heaps of merit definitely I, just quickly on that, am I making this up or has Son played up front? Has Son played up front yeah, before yeah, the Spurs? Yeah, he, he has, yeah. So there was he played really well against Sunderland as well, actually. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think with, with Kane out, I think if I'm looking at a Spurs player, I'd go Son. Yeah, good points. I think he's still a differential as well at the moment, isn't he? Son, yeah, he won't be that high. I haven't actually looked. Uh, he's 7.4 million and he is owned by 0.8%. Interesting. So we're we're back to the whole Son debate again. So uh, let's uh, let's see how that goes in the coming week. Going to move us on to our captain's choices now. Woodsy, I'll come to you first on this one. Who's going to get double points this week? I've sold myself on Nasser Chadley. <laughs> so continuing with the theme of Nasser Chadley, if you're listening, get him in your team and pop the armband on him. Nasser Chadley. Okay. And uh, Tom, what about you? Who do you think for captain's choice? It just picks itself. As soon as Aguero's fit, he's in my side. He's got the armband. It's really boring. Everyone knows it's everything about Sergio Aguero. I'm not even going to go down that route again, but he will be my captain this week away at Swansea. Literally not even worth debating. It's, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a boring answer, but it, that will be my captain. Yeah, That's fair enough. It's the sensible choice, certainly. Iceman? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going the same with Aguero, only because I am quite high again in, in the league, so I'm playing safe. But if I was, advice to you, Tom, if I was as far back as you are at the moment, I would pitch it on. Uh, I would pitch it on oh, Liverpool. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, uh, what a come, burn. Come and, come and talk on our podcast. Come along, they said. It'll be nice. We can make friends, oh. they said. Then the knives are out. I would oh, put it on Firmino from Liverpool because I just think there's so much they can do to Hull. They're, they're looking good as well. At times, I do think they're looking like they're playing like City. So I know they're pretty awful in defence, but um, yeah. I think Liverpool are going to get a fair amount of goals against Hull. I would, uh, if I was behind, I'd put it on Firmino, but at the moment, I'm going to put it on Aguero. Nice. Going on, Kun. Um, I mean, I'd like to come up with a clever answer, but unfortunately, I think Aguero is in such good form, I couldn't even bottle it and, and go for 
KDB this week. The one thing I would say about this captaincy choice is everybody in the majority of FPL going for Aguero. If Woodsy does indeed go for Chadley and it comes off, you could make ground. So that would be the one scenario that could play out. But I think the way the uh, the odds are stacked at the moment, it's looking like Kun for the big points. Yeah, I'm going to hurt myself, aren't I? Well, you never know. This could be the week that you come back into it and become a legitimate contender. <laughs> Um, can I just open up a quick debate before we move on? Just looking at my squad, and I'm sure other people will be thinking it also. Ibra, are we completely writing him off? Now, a lot of people are probably going to be looking to bring in Sergio for this game week. Would you ditch Ibra for Serge? I, I've ditched Ibra and Hazard for Firmino and Aguero. Ibra and Hazard are going down tonight, so and Hazard's already gone down point two. So yeah, more or less made my decision. And uh, Ibra was dropping quite deep in the United game. We did watch it, and Hazard has kind of fallen back a little bit. But I can still see points from Hazard, so I'm a little bit wary of that one. Two things for me on uh, on Zlatan ownership. So he's, even though he's being offloaded by a lot of managers, he's owned by so many people in the game. Every positive contribution just hammers the people who don't own him, myself included. Game week seven, they've got home to Stoke. Man United have, and you just that's just going to be horrible to watch that game as a non-owner which I will be so my advice is if you've got him it's it's viable to lose him but you just got to accept that that game week seven looms large yeah is that the that's the game week that City go to White Hot Lane as well isn't it so you could potentially what I could do is bring in Aguero for Swansea and then swap him back with Ibra for the Stoke fixture maybe hold on a minute you're going to drop Aguero against Tottenham (laughs) yeah think about that do you not like that well, look at the history. Oh, I don't. I've got no football knowledge, mate, so I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sergio, Sergio likes Tottenham, put it that way. Yeah. Okie dokie. Do you think I could get away with uh, Iniacho as my city cover? Because now that Nolito's been red carded, Iniacho should be a starter, right? Potentially. They've still got the numbers, haven't they? I, I think we're also going to see the. Um, the rise of Sane in the next few weeks. I very much doubt Pep signed him to keep him on the bench. I think we're going to start to see a little bit of game time for him. Yeah, good chat. And Woodsy, I mean, interesting question posed there on Ibrahimovic, but I think uh, we can come back to you now for our Twitter feature. What have we got? We certainly can. And the first question on the batting order is actually linked into what we've just been discussing. It's from Mohamed Al-Qaizi. He was the winner of our fantasy football surgery podcast mini league last season if you're a new listener um he's asked is ibra worth the money do you think kdb can cover aguero so we don't have to spend the 13 million price tag what do you think thomas uh, personally i think um the the one must-have player in fpl is sergio aguero i think must-have's term that's thrown around quite a lot in, in relation to to playing the game but for me aguero is the only one that is that is actually a must-have so We've talked about having the two of them, KDB and Aguero. I think definitely for me that's viable. I just think you've got to have Aguero in there. Um, in terms of if Slatan's worth the money, I'd say he absolutely is worth the money. It just depends on how your uh, the rest of your team set up, whether or not you can you can accommodate having him and Aguero, because I do think you need Aguero in there. And spending that amount of money on two players, for me, just upsets the balance of the squad too much. But um, other FPL managers who are doing far better than I am this year seem to accommodate it uh, really easily. So I think he's definitely worth the money. It just depends on whether or not you can make your peace with how that will impact the rest of your squad. Well, I, I did have that option to have both of them where, where I got rid of Benteke and I got rid of Hazard and then I would get in Barry and Guerrero. But then it just meant I had to play... Kapui, and I'm kind of I don't really want to do that because I, I still think he's going to come into a lot of blanks where he just doesn't score anything and I don't really want him as my fourth midfielder I did go for the Firmino and getting rid of Ibrahimovic route and I just thought well I, I want that Liverpool cover because they've got loads of good fixtures as you said at the start of the pod so that's yeah, that's the route I've gone for now lovely host any input there yeah yeah, I, I just think at the moment, for me, the form of Costa and Lukaku makes them more viable options. Um, I don't think you need to accommodate Zlatan with Aguero. I'd, I'd actually go Aguero and one of those other options currently based on form and just whilst United getting over this little 
hissy fit they seem to be having. That's a good shout as well, actually, the Costa one. I'm not actually a massive fan of him in FPL personally, but I watched the game today against Leicester. I just thought his movement was awesome. He is in a really rich vein of form, and I'm sure you guys have already talked at length about the sort of discipline element, but as an actual, as a footballer, he's just a, a beast up front, and yeah, he's so much yeah. cheaper than Zlatan. Yeah, that's another case sort of against the Ibrahimovic uh, move, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that personally. Um, so hopefully that's also uh, answered. Uh, we've had a celebrity tweet who asked the same question. Uh, the UFC featherweight champion Conor McGregor has tweeted us. <laughs> so hopefully that's uh, answered his question. I obviously went to Mohammed first because he's more important than you, Conor. Sorry. <laughs> right, moving on. We've had a tweet from Freddy. Uh, he's saying Costa or Lukaku for the return of Aguero. Again, we've pretty much covered that, haven't we? So yeah. we'll move on from there. Richard Cosmala. And I didn't realise how handsome this gentleman is. <laughs> very striking jawline, Rich. He's asked this question very liberal-based. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Uh... <laughs> Don't worry, Rich. I'll DM you. <laughs> Um, so Liverpool based I don't think that's going to make him feel better (laughs) no he'll like that he'll enjoy it (laughs) Liverpool based question from Rich Uh, Lallana Coutinho Firmino or Mane I'll put my two penneth in quickly first for me it's Mane I know Jim and you guys will probably back Firmino but I think Mane looks dangerous and has the ability to explode any time now with a hat-trick or more what are your thoughts on that ball we we did actually have a bit of a lengthy conversation about this while she was still trying to find dial-up broadband. So, um, oh well, we, then, Rich, said your, that... your question's been answered. So yeah. it um, actually has. Yes, it has been answered. Yeah. Well, at least we've managed to cover his jawline and his spectacular <laughs> denim shirt that's in his profile picture. <laughs> right, moving on then. Um, yeah, we've got oh god, who is this? Right, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your your Twitter handle, but he's asking this chap here: Are people missing Liverpool's <laughs> offense? Uh, have have seen quite a lot of wild cards without any Liverpool players lately. And again, you've probably covered that in the conversation I missed, haven't you? Oh, you devils, yes, you have. Right, moving on then. Um, <laughs> FBL Cal is asking about his front three. Who is the best third striker? So, presuming you're going to go with a couple of big hitters, the likes of Ibra, Aguero, Costa, Lukaku, who are you guys thinking is the best for the bronze spot? Tom, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Uh, two thoughts on that one. So I've opted for Benteke as part of my wildcard squad. and They scored four goals at home and he managed to contribute absolutely nothing to any of them. It's <laughs> um, just, just, just kind, of, kind of disappointing for me. But mm. I think he's definitely viable. Uh, they seem to have found some form. You know, he's, he's done it before. He actually did okay at Liverpool. He just didn't sort of fit uh, the way that Klopp plays. So I think he's a, he's a good option under the sort of 8 million bracket. And we already mentioned earlier on the pod as well, Troy Deeney as well, sort of on pens, uh, 6.7 million. Got Burnley away this weekend, two goals in two games with an assist. Yeah, so I think he's he's definitely a viable choice as your, as your third one and frees up the funds for that expensive midfield. Nice. Uh, Jim? I would, yeah, I would echo what you just said there. Really, I would just put one more in the in the bag. Really, is um, if he's going to keep starting, is Marcus Rashford for United? Yes, uh, love he's, that. he's obviously very hopeful. Um, if you uh, haven't got Ibrahimovic, Rashford's probably a good option. Would you say that Janssen counts as a third choice striker, Jim, as part of FPL, or would you be using him as a, a second behind your your Aguero shout? Class has a no chance, mate. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's probably. <laughs> You would say he's more of a third choice, you know, the higher range of the third choice. I mean, he's 7.8, so I think if, if you're quite well off the top at the moment and you're looking to, to rise, he might be a, you know, a good differential. I wonder if he'll steal penalties as well as if he needs to get off the mark. I wonder if that's the sort of player he is. I have no idea on that. Mm. It might make him even more of a attractive pick. Yeah, it could be. And guys, I'll just remind you, you can't polish a turd. And Bullard, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the third striking option? <laughs> Uh, at the moment, my third striking option is Christian Stuani, so I uh, have very little. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Very, very little uh, bunts to go on here. I think it's incredibly difficult. While I've been so focused recently on the two strikers, that in terms of a third one, don't have too many other options to offer you. To be honest. Right, lovely. Okay, so at J Gavin time, Jonathan Paul Gavin, we've answered your question. I think Tom's stats and info on the Watford defence will cover your question. 
a lot of people uh, referring to ditching Eber or not. Right, from... Oh, God. From Imran. Again, <laughs> up, again I'm not going to try and pronounce your Twitter handle. Kick Kapui or keep Kapui? I think it depends on when you bought him. I don't think he's best option. I think he's 5 mil. If you had him at 4.5, I'm still just going to keep him as a fifth midfielder. And then he could come in handy for me. But I don't really want to play someone who was who didn't score any goals last season. Seems to have got four so far out of five shots on target. You can't get that lucky all season. I may be eating some more humble pie next week. I did tell Parker not to start him. And obviously he regrets that. But yeah, I don't think he's a viable <laughs> option going forward. Okay. Ball, I know you're going to be very pro him. <laughs> I, I am because he's got Burnley away, Bournemouth at home and then Middlesbrough away. So he's playing further forward. When they interviewed him on Match of the Day, they asked him why he was scoring. He said, I have a license to play further forward. So he's playing further forward. So I actually believe <laughs> that he, in terms of potential, uh, breaking from midfield and a side that's scoring goals, he's got as much as anybody in the moment outside of the top sort of five or six. Like you say, he's five million at the moment. If you bought him earlier and you've picked up some good profit, I, I would keep him for now. You know, he's a very nice fifth option in midfield. You can accommodate the more expensive midfielders or it'll offset some money for a top striker. You know, look on the look on the, the fancy football app. If you look at five million midfielders, there's not too many that you could say are more favourable than him at the moment. So I, I am pro Capu. Just a yeah, quick, sh- quick question. Surely, Tom, you're going to bully the Iceman even more, gang up on him and agree, surely keep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not a leading um, question there, would you? But there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily led as well, because I've, I've had him in since game week one. And before this game week, though, I've seen absolutely none of his points. Um, and I've, <laughs> and I've, I've fluked getting the points in the preceding game week, as I mentioned, that Firmino didn't play. So I was really lucky to get those points as well. So I bought him at 4.5. So for me, he's the, the ideal fifth fifth mid I, I personally don't subscribe to having him as a fourth mid because um, James's points there about uh, in his sort of unsustainable stats in the longer term I would agree with that but if he's in your team as a fifth mid I don't think you're going to get better provided that you've got him before he reached the five mil mark yeah I think I think he's great the, the only other just to add to that he's on 44 points if I look at the list of players who are five million and below in midfield <laughs> the next highest scoring midfielder is Gareth Barry on 23 points <laughs> And then uh, Matic on 16. So Didn't you as, put as kind of, in? Yes, I did. Yeah, this week I have to accommodate um, the double city. So, yeah. But that's because I trust in Kapu. Just just a quick so, question to all of you. I've got Firmino, Sanchez, Walcott, Antonio in my midfield. Would you play Kapu over any of them? Uh, nope. Over who? Over yeah. Firmino, Sanchez, Walcott or Antonio? Not for me. Not a chance. No. Not. You can't, can you? Surely. No, he's but he's perfect if any of them don't. Who, play. who have you got yeah. up front? So I've got Aguero, Lukaku, Who've and Christian, got up front? Aguero, Lukaku, and Christian Benteke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'd go with the ones you mentioned. See, yeah. I would. The, uh, what game week are we looking at now? Oh no, I'm looking at. Uh, do, do, do. Well, I definitely would in game week seven because West Ham are at home to Middlesbrough and we look shocking, and Watford at home to Bournemouth. He's going to be played over Antonio in that game week, and the next game week. West Ham are at home to Southampton. Antonio is the top goal scorer in the league, along with Costa. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm still not convinced. As a West Ham fan, I think your only threat in in the Hammers lineup is Zaza. Howie. <laughs> right. Anyway, we've we've killed that conversation. Too, <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Tom Reed has tweeted us to brag that he's managed to push into our top ten. Well Congratulations, done, Tom. Tom. Well, well done, done Tom. Fantastic. Well done, Tom. And he's also asked, whilst he's bragging, Lalana or Sun? Um, yeah, both both good picks. I think I think I'd probably go with Lalana if you've no other Liverpool coverage. I think you've got to have Liverpool coverage for the next four games that we mentioned. And um, if you've already got a Firmino or a Casino or certainly a Mane then I'd probably be more tempted to gamble on Sun now in, in Harry Kane's absence as he's more likely to play um, rather than double up on, on Liverpool personally. But uh, both both great picks. Awesome. And that concludes the Twitter section, guys. So thanks again for all your tweets. Same again next week, and we'll do our best to share some of our knowledge and advice, which you shouldn't listen to. <laughs>
And uh, extending our social media feature, I'm actually going to come to the Iceman for some questions that we've had on Facebook and via email, finally. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yep, brilliant. We're getting uh, more social activity all over the place now. I uh, had one from Brett Donahue from Facebook. He's actually putting Everton double defenders, he's thinking. So he's thinking of doubling up. Do you think that's a wise idea with their fixtures going forward? What do you reckon, Billy? Uh, based on the conversation we've had already about defenders being quite unpredictable, this season I actually probably wouldn't do that I still think the points could be better spread across some of the other sides I still believe there's clean sheets in Arsenal coming up Um, and I do think at some points the City defence is going to click so I wouldn't probably commit wholly to Everton but certainly having one of their defenders back there makes a lot of sense yeah, what, what do you reckon we'd see? Yeah, I strongly agree with that. And if I had my wild card, that's what I'd be doing. Coleman and either a Williams or Jags. Yeah, OK. And Tom? Um, not for me. I think it's too much money being spent back there. Yeah. Um, like we said before, I'd be looking to try and try and find those 4.5 players to go alongside maybe one of Coleman or Baines or my preference of Ashley Williams. I think that's enough. Okay, I have actually looked at it as well, and it might be a good shout, but it's too much of a risk, I do think, so I'm not going to opt for it this time round. But it might be one going forward in the future. Who knows? Things may change in the FPL world where a lot of teams will be getting clean sheets later on in the season, but I, I suppose we'll, we'll get to see. Um, just going from the email, got one from. Twitter handle is FPL Fatty, so he's sending an email instead. He's actually from Barbados, and he's just saying he does believe that all of our Twitter questions should say which country they're coming from. That would be interesting for us to know where you're coming from. So if when you do pose a question to us, if you just put on the end of it which country you're from, we'll just add that in. Obviously, if you're from the UK, don't put where you live. I don't really want to announce where we're all of our. Oh listeners no, go live. go with uh, go with homegrown regions as well and what we'll try and do is I'll try and read out your question in the accent from where you're from that would be Perfect. that would be interesting <laughs> yeah there we go there we go Twitter is now changed <laughs> Um, he just poses the questions he thinks he's right in saying defenders are yet to score and keep a clean sheet so far this season I think he's right there and is that normal at this point he's asking or do they just suck this year and how long are we really going to ignore Kapoe the guy is overdoing it so we've probably answered most of those questions during the pod FPL Fatty so I hope you've got some answers from that but we are going to take your point on, on listing the country if all of our listeners want to list their country when they ask us a question please do and then yeah Woodsy will try and make it funny <laughs> yeah I think the uh, the whole question about is it normal begs a more existential question around what is normal let's define that and you can find that out <laughs> on Woodsy's spin-off podcast uh, the memoirs <laughs> and travels of the woodman <laughs> It's uh, thank you for those though, questions so over 18s only so thanks for all those those questions across twitter facebook via email as well keep them coming and we'll do our best to answer them so that brings us to the end of the podcast just a few ways for you to get in contact with us and to follow what we're up to go, go onto our website fancyfootballsurgery.com read all of our articles our content on there learn a bit more about the surgeons lots of new articles coming very soon the woodman very much very keen to get a couple of his thoughts posted on there you can follow us on facebook.com forward slash fancy football surgery all one word most of our social media activity takes place on twitter Tweet us at FF underscore surgery. Post us a question. uh, Send us some kind of interesting picture or something that you've done for a shout out. You can download us on iTunes and also on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to us already. Please also for the opportunity to win one of our fantastic Fancy Football Surgery podcast T-shirts. You can join our mini league. The code for that is 17603 hyphen six seven one eight all that is left for me to do is to say goodbye to the surgeon so from our stand-in man of the week doing a fantastic job is mr tc tom campbell thanks guys thanks for having me on and good luck in the game week cheers Cheers. potty mouth woodsy returning to us after a hiatus of the last couple of weeks welcome back and goodbye to you sir bye everyone have a lovely game week lovely uh to the ice man yeah bye everyone cheers for coming on tom and good luck in your game weeks guys and from me bully it's a big thank you and goodbye
Lost you. I was uh, leaving. No, no, I was leaving a pause whilst it loaded, just so you could edit out the space. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we lost him again. I think we have. No, we- sorry, I was muted. Oh, uh, try again. Go on then. One of you. Go on, ball. What's he go ahead? No, mate. Go on. No, seriously, my, my point isn't great. Go on. Mine's not related. I was going to move it on. So you were you were going to make a related point. So you go first. Oh, is it okay? Let's uh, let's move this on to our captain's choices then. So last week some success. Um, well, I thought you were sharing Walcott. Have you gone for someone different? No, yeah, I was going for someone different. No, we can't share one, can we? Not in our league. Cocked up the host thing again. Right, let me let me uh, bring yeah, us back Pete. to the ice man. Please let us know God, who is your prick. differential pick. Aguero, oh. so we don't we're have to, to spend sorry, 13 million. So, mate, we, we lost you after you said the first question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, you, then you just, uh, it just we just completely lost you. Do you, want, do you want to just start that again? No, I don't know. Oh, okay, good. No, yeah. Whenever you're ready, sir. Yeah, go. And what are your thoughts on that, Tom? Sorry, guys, I missed that question. Oh, Thomas. My signal <laughs> just keeps dropping out now. Oh, dear. You, re- you really are a Lloyd replacement, even down to the signal. <laughs> um, mate, it was uh, Lalana or Son. 